This is episode 36 of the Deeper the Work podcast, and I'm your host, Dorianne St. Floor. And today we are talking about how to budget the salary you already have on your way to making more money. We have a special guest with us today, Jamila from journeytolaunch.com, and I am so excited for you to hear everything that we talked about. So if you're looking for ways to really make your money stretch, the money you have now, yes, you're still on the path to making more, but you know, just controlling the coins that you have right now, then this episode is for you. Welcome to Deeper Than Work, a podcast for high achieving and ambitious women ready to make more money, have more impact and thrive at work and life. And now here's your host, Dorianne St. Fleur, HR expert, career coach, and breaker of glass ceilings. This episode is brought to you by Six Figure Resume. It's time for you to get any interview you want. Learn the stress-free way to build your six-figure interview snatching resume all the way from scratch, even if you're not a professional writer. If you are ready to snatch up these interviews every single time you submit your resume, then go on over to the show notes at yourcareergirl.com slash blog slash episode 36 and sign up today. I am so excited for today's episode. You know we talk a lot about money here on the Deeper Than Work podcast. As a salary strategist, as an HR professional, as a career coach, my goal is to really help you, you know, leverage your skills and get paid as much money as possible. I want you to get paid what you deserve. We talk about salary negotiation. We talk about all of it. Um, but we really don't spend that much time talking about what to do with the money that you have now. So on episode 28, we did start to dive into the topic. We talked about how to build real wealth, you know, from your nine to five. It's a myth that the only way to get wealthy is to be an entrepreneur or to hit the lottery or something like that. But there are women out there who are getting rich, you know, getting wealthy through their nine to five. So I wanted to take it a step further in this episode and really talk about how can you stretch the coins you already have. So if you want to do things like invest and save more, some of the things that we talked about in episode 28, how can you do that right now? If you want to also, you know, build out your skills. We talked about in another episode, we talked about, you know, how to build your skills on a budget, all of these things, right? How can you do that if it's hard to make ends meet now with the money that you have. So I've decided to bring on a really good friend of mine, Jamila from Journey to Launch. She is the creator and she's a creator of the blog and podcast, Journey to Launch. And she is basically the personal finance guru. She's a certified financial education instructor And she and her husband saved almost $170,000 over the past two years. She has had an amazing journey when it comes to her finances, and she's going to break down the basics of budgeting, right? How do you budget the coins that you already have on your way to making more? So let's dive into this. I'm so excited for all the gems that Jamila is going to drop for us, and I know that you will find this so useful. Don't forget to go to the show notes and get all of the information that we talk about. Find out where you can find Jamila. You can go to yourcareergirl.com slash blog slash episode 36.
Welcome, Jamila, to our podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. We have so much in store today. We don't really have guests that much on Deeper Than Work, so when we do, it's always a party. So thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. No problem. So today's topic is we're talking about the bu- the basics of budgeting. So on this podcast, you all who have been longtime listeners, those of you who are new, you know that I talk about making more money all the time. I talk about how to make sure your resume is getting you more money, your interviews are getting you more money, just everything you do is really, you know, expanding your earning potential. And what I've learned over the years and from following people like Jamila um, and other people is that it's not about how much you make, it's about how much you keep. And so Jamila is an expert all about making sure that we keep as much of our coins as possible. So Jamila, why don't you first introduce yourself, tell us about you and your company, and then we can dive into these budgeting basics for the listeners of our podcast. Sure. So I'm Jamila Soufrant of the platform Journey to Launch, blog, podcast. I'm a money coach and overall financial independence enthusiast, meaning I'm on my journey to launch to financial independence and I want to help as many people as I can do the same. And so what that means is I talk about how one can be financially independent. So through optimizing their finances, through budgeting, through being aware of how they spend and how they earn, how can you craft a life that you desire through your finances. And I have my personal experience where I, for a long time, was sleepwalking through my own finances in my 20s. And it wasn't until a long commute where I was fed up and said, okay, enough is enough. I can't do this nine to five that I'm not in love with forever. And so I wanted options. And that's what money really allows you to do is have options. And because of that, because of that epiphany moment, I was pregnant with my first son. It took me a long time to get home. I started to search out methods and ways in which I can reach my dreams that I had buried down inside and forgot about for a long time. And what I came to realize is that, you know, you don't need to be a millionaire already. You don't need to necessarily be earning six figures, although that is awesome. I know you help people do that, Dorian, um, in their careers. But you can really craft the life of your dreams where you are now. And if you can increase your income, great. If you can monitor your expenses, even better. And I help people figure out what to do with the difference of that. So what to do with the gap? How do you invest, save, craft a plan to reach your financial goals, which in turn really means reaching your overall life goals? Awesome. 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 And we'll dig a little bit deeper into how to do that and all of that. But I think I first want to just start with like how this podcast even came to be or why, you know, I wanted to talk about budgeting and getting your money right with this audience. Now, Obviously, you know, as I said before, I talk a lot about making more money. And I know I remember one of the episodes that we had, um, it was episode 26. And I was talking about how to build skills in your career without going into debt. And I kind of broke down all these different, you know, things that you could do that don't cost that much money. And I had some people reach out to me and say, you know, totally appreciate your tips. And some of them were free and I could relate to them. But some of them did have a cost, even though it wasn't a large cost, and I still can't afford it. And so that really just made me feel like, well, how can I help? people because obviously I want to help people thrive and grow in their careers but I don't want them going into debt trying to make themselves better like you know trying to find a career coach or whatever it is so that was the first um, thing for me that I really wanted to help people understand how to just use the tools and the money you already have to kind of make more so I kind of want to help if you can talk through just like step one like 
Why is this even important to budget? How, how can you, what's your first step? Like, what is the first thing you should do if you're looking at your finances and you're like, yes, I want to make more money, Dorian. Yes, I want to make six figures, but I don't even know where to start. What would you tell that person? What would be step number one? Okay, so step number one is realizing the importance of budgeting because I know everyone who listens to your podcast and most people in general want to earn more money and they want to find careers in which they're enriched and they're happy. But if you're making a million dollars or making hundreds of thousands of dollars, that still does not matter if you don't have a grasp on your finances, if you are not aware of how you spend because you can be a millionaire or you can make a lot of money and still be broke. So step one, if you're on this path, if you realize the importance of now, okay, wow, I am maybe on a trajectory to make more money or I want to make more money. How can I do that? Like, how can I make what I'm doing now work for me better? Is that you really, really need to start tracking how you spend your money. And it could be as simple as you don't have to necessarily jump into a full-blown budget if budgeting is not something that you're accustomed to or you do, although that should be the ultimate goal. But the simple first step is to just take stock of where you currently are. How are you spending? Because I, I, when I work with clients, so as a money coach, I work with a lot of people helping them get their finances together. And what happens is they have no idea what they're spending compared to what they're bringing in. And when they do write it down, they realize that they're in the red. And this is the reason why they do have credit card debt that is accumulating and not going down. And so it isn't until you can be honest with yourself, and usually that honesty comes from seeing the numbers written down, that you can really, really start to start the journey. So first step is just taking stock of how you spend. I say, I like to go back three months, but I realize that that can be a lot for some people. But at the minimum, the previous month, Or if you're in the current month, start tracking now what you did in the beginning of this month. Start tracking how you're spending. And then by the end of the month, just take stock and say, okay, how much did I spend on going out to eat? Restaurants. How much is my actual rent, you know, or mortgage? How much did I spend on transportation? You need to understand where all of your money is going. And then from there, we craft or you can craft a budget to help you figure out, all right, what's my spending plan going forward to help me reach my goals? Okay. So that makes sense to me. So the the, step, the first step is like taking stock, as you said, of where you are. And you mentioned, you know, one of the things that you mentioned to look about how much you're spending is like transportation. And I, to me, that's like a, a cost related to working. And additionally, clothing and, you know, lunch and all of these things. If you have a nine to five and you're trying to make money, but you do have these issues with your finances and things like that, but you can't cut some of those costs, like what are some ways to really realistically lower some of those bills or maybe substitute with something else? Like where, what can people do for those bills that they really have no control over? So I would let go of the limiting belief that you have no control over any bill. Any bill is, is changeable. I know that having a rent, you know, having a lease in place where it's a fixed rent and a fixed mortgage can seem impossible to get out of. And it's the most uncomfortable to get out of because who wants to move or change the way they live? That's like a big change. Mm -hmm. But if you look at probably how you spend in your whole budget, mortgage, so where you live, um, housing and transportation, meaning to and from work or a car note and food, so including groceries and going out, are usually your highest expenses. So when it comes to like housing, 
you know, maybe it's not something you could do right away because it's going to take a bit of internal work to think about, but think about where you live. Think about how close it is to your job. Uh, think about maybe if you can move closer because moving closer can mean less transportation costs, less gas, um, less wear and tear in your car, or you can maybe walk or bike to work depending on if you live in a city or somewhere accessible. Or do you have space to take in roommates depending on your situation? You know, it might be harder for a family to do that, but you can be creative even with the things that you feel that cannot be changed. And I'm really talking more to people who, one, really are living kind of more paycheck to paycheck if they want to hire like a coach or they want to do certain things and they they just can't find the money to do it. I'm challenging you to really look at the bigger expenses. And we're going to talk about the little expenses too, because that adds up. And so housing expenses, while it's very hard, if you make the housing expense change, that's like if you are overpaying for housing, right? Because typically the recommendation is 25 to 30%. 30% is at the high end of what your housing should be to your take-home pay. If you're at the high end, imagine if you were to get, you know, reduce your housing costs by $500 or $1,000, how much more money that is a month to put towards debt or your goals. So just a thought to just think of outside the box, think of ways in which you can do that. Transportation, I would say carpooling if that's possible. So if you do commute, is there a way that you can carpool? Um, You know, in terms of groceries, so this is something where, again, it's going to take some discipline and some change in habits, but typically most people can cut a lot out of their groceries if they plan better. And I would say the biggest like suck, like money suck for people going to work is the lack of time. And so because you have a lack of time, you tend to buy things out to eat for breakfast, lunch, and maybe sometimes dinner. So planning ahead, making your own lunch, making sure you eat breakfast before you leave. Some people are spending $100 like in a week, right? On all just going out to eat and fast food or takeout. So imagine cutting that back and being able to save that over a month. So look at your highest expenses, housing, transportation, and then grocery slash going out to eat and see if there's really anything you can do. And then there are all these other things where I like to break down things with the expenses between need to have and nice to haves. So your need to haves are things like groceries because you need to eat and your mortgage or rent. Um, But even those like we talked about before can be, you know, possibly reduced. But then there are the nice-to-haves that a lot of us have in our budget that are not necessary. Like, we feel like it's necessary sometimes. So, like, going out to eat, like, for leisure, for fun, or getting our nails and hair done, um, buying clothes. Like, those are nice-to-haves. And I'm not saying you should cut that all out, but I'm saying if you're in a position where you're looking for more money to do more things, so pay down debt, invest in whatever resources or coaching that you need, then you should look at how serious you are about reaching those goals and see what you can cut back from the nice to have expenses. So again, look at both sides, the need to haves, the nice to haves and see what you can cut from each. Okay. So there was something you said in the beginning about earlier on, you were sleepwalking through your finances, I think is the phrase that you use. What was the catalyst for that change? Like, did you just wake up one day and say, okay, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to get really serious about all of this. Like, if someone is listening right now and they're like, yes, this all sounds good. I've heard this before. What would be that wake up and and stop what you're doing moment for them? What advice would you give based on what what your experience was to this person? 
I believe everyone has internal wants and desires. We're all born with it. And as life comes about and we get older, we sometimes tend to forget about them or we're told that we need to forget about them. And for me, the catalyst was when I was pregnant with my first son. So I have a long commute anyway, which, you know, is pretty crazy, but, and I'm pretty used to it by now. But what happened was that particular day, it took me like twice as long to get home. I think it was about four hours. Um, It was like insane traffic and I was pregnant. And this was, you know, my first child. I had no idea what motherhood would be like. And I, while I appreciate my job and it's gotten me a lot of things and, you know, I've actually, I'm very blessed to have it. I knew that it wasn't necessarily feeding like my spirit, my soul. It wasn't my passion. And so being in that car, thinking about what my future would look like, I said to myself, wow, I don't want to do this forever. There must be another way. And it did actually, I didn't like, so I didn't switch like right away from that moment, but it got the wheels turning. It, it kind of reignited that fuel and fire in me. And maybe, you know, motherhood or if, you know, if being pregnant really pushed me forward even more because I felt like I had to do this for my future son, that I had to figure out a way to be more available to him. And I started just researching and looking into, you know, information. And I, I stumbled upon personal finance podcasts and blogs and found out that people were like retiring early and reaching this thing called financial independence, which I had no idea was possible. Because I figured if you wanted to retire early, one, I didn't know that you really could retire early. I thought you had to create like the next big company, next big Google or be an entrepreneur to really you know, maybe leave the workforce early. I didn't understand that there were people not even earning six figures, like earning, you know, 60, $50,000. And yes, people earning six figures and more who were saving a lot of their money, who were very intentional, who were investing. And in the span of five to 10 years, depending on how aggressive they were, were able to walk away or retire, quote unquote, from their jobs to do something they loved. And once I found that out, I was like, wow, I need to figure out how to (laughs) do that myself. And so going back to anyone listening who does feel dis, like just not content and like feels, feels like something is missing, which happens a lot when you're working um, in corporate America or in a field that maybe, you know, it's not something you created yourself. You're working for someone else. I would say, think about like what you really want to do in life. And is it, is it what you're doing now? And, you know, if it is great and maybe you just want to move up the ladder, but if it's not, you know, it's, it's thinking about ways in which you can enrich your life and finances. While some people don't want to deal with it, it connects us all. And even if you love your job, finances, like having it in order is super important because who doesn't want options? Because let's say you do love your job. You have no intention. You're you're not, you're not on this early retirement kick like me. You just want to get your finances in order. That means though you have options because let's just say your job says, okay, I have to let you go or, there's some shakeup or there's something where you're not happy anymore. You want to have the option to say, well, I don't necessarily, I'm not stuck. I'm not chained to this job because I have enough money. I have my finances in order to do what I need to do to get to the next step or to hold me over. And so I really think like if you have those feelings, whether you're happy or not, it's all about really be putting yourself in a position of power and your finances can like no doubt do that for you when you get it together. 
Okay, got it. That makes sense. And especially like from for me being someone who has been laid off before and laid off, I was laid off for like almost uh, for a little over a year. And that was obviously not expected and all of that. And so thankfully, I didn't go homeless during that process. But a lot of people like getting laid off or losing the income that they are used to really changes their life. Like they have to kind of pack it all in and go move in with family and do all these things because they're not prepared. And not saying you have to have a line item for I might get laid off. <laughs> not saying that, but to your point, like budgeting and saving and kind of just preparing for these emergencies can really help with these things that happen with our careers that we just literally have no control over. And, and actually, to, sorry to interject, but not that you need to have a line item that says I might get laid off, but you, it's definitely important to have a line item in your budget or in your accounts that is an emergency fund, mm-hmm. which is three to six months of your expenses. And there's actually something else um, that I learned when I joined this financial independence community called an FU fund. So it's what it sounds like. (laughs) Basically, it's an emergency fund on steroids, right? So if you're in a position, so three to six months of expenses kind of holds you over in case there is a loss of income or if you have a partner and they lose their job, you're good. An FU fund is an emergency fund on a crack because it's usually a lot more, you know, maybe it's a year. It all depends on what you're going for. But it really allows you that, again, if you get in one of those situations where your job is just not serving you anymore, you want to have more runway to look for something else, you want to change careers, it allows you that freedom to do that without feeling like, oh my gosh, like I have to get another job in a month. Like, so for me, for example, I'm building up my FU fund because while I'm on this path to financial independence, I want to be able to walk away if... I can for my job so I can pursue other passions in the meantime. And so I think everyone should think about that and at least have a three to six month emergency fund just in case something happens. That is such a good point because, you know, there's a lot of people who, I mean, we talked about this in episode 21, people who are in toxic work environments, like they literally, so you're right. It doesn't even have to be like, oh my gosh, I got laid off. I was so unexpecting it. But just to have that power to say, you know what? you guys aren't treating me right. This is hostile. This is not good for my finances. Bye. And, and just know that it's okay. And you have time to get yourself together and find the next job. That level of freedom. I see why they call it a FU fund. It's like, y'all, no, I got this. You're not going to hold me down. I'm not going to be chained here and, and be feel like I can't make the moves that I need to make in my career. That's awesome. I had another question. So you talked about people who like, cause I, I know, obviously you guys know salary, salary strategists. I'm all about making more money, right? I have to say that in every episode. Um, but you talked about the fact that people who do make a lot of money and people who are making six figures and high earners, they can still live paycheck to paycheck. Now, as I think about this, like, let's say someone's listening right now, they're not quite where they want to be. They're putting your budget, to, you know, putting these tips in that you're talking about getting a budget together. They're also using my tips and they're getting paid more money. As you start to make more money, what can you do or what can you think about to make sure you don't fall into the trap of, all right, now I'm balling. I'm going to make it rain everywhere and just throw my money out the window and just do everything I need to do because I am now making more money. Yeah, that's called lifestyle inflation. And it's very, very, it's epidemic plaguing our society. <laughs> but I know for me, you know, it's like the more money you make, the more expenses you find to fill that gap. Yep. So you start making more money. You feel like in all part of it is like I deserve it. So we live in the world where comparison to others is very easy. So you might see your neighbor or a friend doing something and you're just like, hey, I deserve this. I work hard. I should do more. I should get more. 
So first step is to recognize what your goals are and stay true to them, but really not to let like the more money that you get increase your expenses. I find that, so for me, my husband and I, we saved a lot of money in two years when we first really, really got serious about this. So we ended up saving and investing $169,000 between the two of us. And that was in our pre-tax retirement accounts and post-tax stuff. So for us, it was about, all right, any increases. So over time, right, we were kind of just spending. I mean, we were saving a bit, but not the way we saved just now, right? But what we did or what I advise people to do is if you get a raise, if you get any increases in income or a bonus, just don't go spend that on a frivolous item. Now, again, I'm not saying you can't have fun and go on vacation and enjoy life, but what are your goals, right? So if you're still in debt, if you have goals to, you know, maybe open up a kid, your kid's, you know, college fund, or you want to beef up your emergency fund. Like, what are your goals? You need to know that. So that way, when you do get these increases in salary, you do get these bonuses, you can, you know how much you can allocate towards those goals. And yes, maybe hold some back to treat yourself if that's what you want to do. But once you get on this kick, like I realized that, once you get on the wall, when you're on the ball rolling, you have these goals, you have these targets, maybe your, your debt payoff date is X, right? Like, so you're starting to make some money. You say to yourself, all right, I'm going to pay off this debt in three years. Then you start to realize, wow, the more money I put towards this debt, it can take one year. Like it starts to actually excite you. And so the goal of achieving these finance, like it, it's exciting. So you actually want to do it. It's not as like boring and like, oh my gosh, it doesn't feel like you're depriving yourself. It actually feels like you're rewarding yourself. So again, just make sure that if you are getting increases in your salary, if you do get a big, you know, increase from a technique that Dorian teaches you that you do not necessarily have to go out, go out and now buy a new car or buy a bag, put that towards your goals and keep chipping away at it. There's time for gratification, you know, delayed gratification is really the key in that you don't necessarily have to have everything now. You can wait and still enjoy life, so still budget for those things, but really, really just be focused on not spending every increase that you get. Yeah, I think that's like so many things from what you just said. I think the two things that stick out to me is just like, I just want to like just co-sign on what you said about when you do get the raises, just using it in a way that is going to help further your goals. Like I can, I can think about the raise that I just got the, um, you know, last year. And what did I do with that? I'm not, your voice is in my head. Cause for those of you who don't know, Jamil and I are like BFFs in real life and in business. And so your voice was in my head. And the first thing I did when I got to that job was max out my 401k. Like, why? Like, I, I'm not, I haven't gotten a paycheck yet. Don't know what it's going to feel like to get this raise. So might as well just go ahead and get that out of the way. The old Dorian, like two, three years ago, would have been like, what? <laughs> we going to Chanel. We going to, to Louis Vuitton. I would have done all that. But you're older, you're wiser. When you know better, you do better, like my girl Oprah says. So, or my Angelou, one of them. Um, and so, you know, I feel like that's definitely something that I've learned. Um, and I think another point is that this is also a customized journey. Like everyone is not trying to retire and you're trying to retire by the time you're 40. So that's a, you know, less than 10 years away. Everyone's not trying to do that. Some people do want to go to Chanel. So no shade if, if you do want to buy luxury items and things like that. But like you said, you need to think about what are your goals? What are you trying to achieve? What are you trying to do? And make sure that your actions are in line with that. Like at the end of the day, it's your life and your career and your money. And so you just need to make sure that you're 
your actions are lining up with your goals. And to realize there's an opportunity cost for every purchase you make. So you can afford anything, but you can't afford everything. And so, yes, do we want, you know, for me, I like going out to eat. My husband and I like going out to eat. We have kids now, so it's not as enjoyable. So it kind of dampers our (laughs) style. But we do like spending money on that. So we're not as frugal as maybe some people who never go out to eat. And we live in New York City. So it's kind of crazy when you do eat out here and drink. And so you have to just remember, okay, if you're going to choose to enjoy a Chanel bag or spending $600 a month on going out to eat, what does that also cost you? Because that money could be doing something else. And if you're okay with that, if you're aware and you're intentional with that, that's fine. But for a lot of people, what happens is they complain or they're unaware of really how their spending affects their lives. And they say, well, I don't have enough money to do this. And, you know, I can't get ahead of my finances when it's just like, if you understand the opportunity cost, what you're giving up for one thing, then you have all just do it. But if you don't understand it and you're still complaining, then that's when you need to take stock. Like the first step, really, how are you spending? What are you spending on? And is it worth it to you? Because a lot of things you can probably cut out that wouldn't even phase you. You'd be like, wow, that wasn't even that important to me. Like, look, I went without it for a month or two months and I'm totally fine and cut it out all the way. Awesome. 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 Well, I feel like this was just a really beneficial conversation. I think this gave people some food for thought. If they're thinking about, you know, what they need to be doing, how they can afford to invest in themselves, invest in their careers and all of these things. I think you've laid out some gems for them to to think through. So if people want to find out more about you, find out more about Journey to Launch and kind of what you offer, where can they find you? Sure. So you could find me at journeytolaunch.com. I'm also on all social media. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram as Journey to Launch. I even have a private Facebook group which you can join by going to Facebook and typing in Journey to Launch or going to journeytolaunch.com slash community. I also take coaching clients and it's been amazing working with people one-on-one, but I am transitioning or I am thinking, not thinking, I'm doing this. I am actually opening the doors for a membership community because I think I'd be able to help more people at a just a more beneficial rate to everyone than what it would cost for one-on-one coaching and so I am actually opening the doors for that soon um, in the next few months but there will be a wait list so if you're interested in working with me in joining some brave journeyers on this path and you don't necessarily need to want to retire early you know, when I say retire, it doesn't mean that at 40, I'm not going to do anything. I'm too much of an ambitious person not to do anything. It's more I want the option to say, hey, like I can do what I want. I don't need a paycheck from anyone. And so if you want to feel the same way, you should come on and over and just sign up at least for more information about my membership, which you can get at journeytolaunch.com slash membership. Also, I talk about budgeting a lot and I really do think it's a useful tool for anyone. And I understand that, you know, some people, maybe you've tried it and it doesn't work or you feel like a budget is limiting, but really a budget can be very freeing. It is freeing. And so I talk a lot about the systems I use and one of them is called YNAB. It's a budgeting system. And so if you want to try YNAB, you can try it for free for two months at journeytolaunch.com slash YNAB. So try it too much free trial, no credit card required. Um, That's the gift for my journeyers. Um, If 
if you want to try it out. And the podcast, obviously, I have a podcast. You can find me anywhere you listen to Dorian's podcast, um, iTunes, Stitcher, although SoundCloud doesn't have all my latest episodes, but you can find me there too. Awesome. Awesome. So guys uh, that are listening, you need to get your budget together and join the waiting list. And so once your budget is all set and and done, you'll go ahead and join Jamila's membership. But in the meantime, you can for free, she just dropped the link. And of course, all the links that she mentioned will be in the show notes, but for free, you can try out her, the budgeting tool that she mentioned, YNAB for two months. So this is a win-win for all of you all. So thank you so much, Jamila, for taking the time, talking us through budgeting, why it's important. And we appreciate you joining us. Thanks, Dorian. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thank you again so much to Jamila for giving us all this knowledge and teaching us what we need to know about budgeting the money that we already have as we go on the path to making more. If you want to find out more about Jamila and Journey to Launch, if you want to get access to the links that we talked about in this episode, then don't forget to go to the show notes, yourcareergirl.com slash blog slash episode 36. And as always, if you enjoy what we talk about here on the Deeper Than Work podcast, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. I'll talk to you next time.